0: Shall we begin?
1: Mrs. Mulray, how do you do? Mr. Giddes. Now, what seems to be the problem? My husband. I believe he's listening to another podcast. No, really. I'm afraid so. I am sorry. Mr. Giddes, do you think we could discuss this alone? Unfortunately, Mrs. Mulray, I'm afraid not, no. You see, these are my co-hosts. At some point, they're going to have to assist me. I I can't do everything myself. Of course not. What makes you certain that your husband is involved with another show? A fan can tell. Mrs. Mulray, do you love your husband? Yes, of course. Then go home and forget everything. But I'm- I'm sure he loves you too, Mrs. Mulray. Do you know the expression- let sleeping dogs lie. You, you're better off not knowing. I have to know. Very well. Now understand that these types of investigations can be hard on your downloads. Downloads don't matter to me, Mr. Giddes. Okay. We'll see what we can do.
0: Several days later. You must really think I'm stupid, don't you, Drew? I don't really think about it that much. But, uh, if you give me a day or two, I'll get back to you. Now, I'd like to go home. I want the other downloads, Drew. What downloads? This broad hired you, not Evelyn Mulray. Yeah? Yeah, somebody wanted to shake Mulray down. She hired you. That's how come you found out he was murdered. I heard it was an accident. Come on, Drew. The hell do you think you're dealing with, a bunch of assholes? Mulray had Nathan's shower water in his lungs. You were following him day and night. You saw who killed him. You even took downloads of it. It was Evelyn Mulray, and she's been paying you off like a slot machine ever since. You accusing me of extortion? Absolutely. You know, I don't think I need a day or two. You're
1: dumber than you think I think you are. And ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> welcome to the Real Fills Podcast, where. Every 2 weeks we bring you a different movie genre with a different movie every single time. And I am Lieutenant Drew.
2: I'm Sergeant Nathan. We're all we're all the we're all on the force. <laughs> we're all on the for- we're all on the take.
0: <laughs> this is uh this is Jack. Oh, Jack. Jack. Eh? He's a rookie. Yeah. He's a rookie. He's a rook. <laughs> <laughs> yeah gumshoe Joe. Right. Oh, there you go. Yeah, it's got the gummiest shoes in all the town. <laughs> but not in Chinatown.
1: Leave a trace. But not, not in Chinatown, in Chinatown <laughs> baby. Not in Chinatown.
0: But uh, speaking
1: of Chinatown, this is our film noir genre episode, and I chose 1974's Chinatown. Uh, Mrs. Mulray, may I present Mr. Giddes? Mrs. Mulray, how do you do?
0: My husband,
1: I believe, is seeing another woman. Do you know
0: me? I think I would have remembered. I...
2: Have we ever met?
0: She tells me she's you.
1: She hires me. Now, whoever put her up to it doesn't have anything against me. They're out to get your husband. If I can see him, I can help him. It's nothing personal, Mrs. Mulray. It's
2: very personal. It couldn't be more personal.
1: You've got a nasty reputation, Mr. Gibbs. I like that. It seems like half the city is trying to cover it all up, which is fine by me. But Mrs. Mulray, I goddamn near lost my nose. And I like it. And I still think that you're hiding something.
0: Wanna know more about you. You may think you know what you're dealing with. But believe me, you don't. It's what the district attorney used to tell me in Chinatown. Mm Mm-hmm. It was the most Chinese town (laughs) of all the Chinatowns. Oh, Chinatown! You'll never find a more villainous hive of Wretched.
2: <laughs> uh. Uh, Chinatown 1974
1: directed by Mr. Roman Polanski and it was it had a budget of six million dollars which not bad I mean it didn't seem like a great you know amount of money I mean maybe six million was uh, obviously a, a higher end for possibly some 1970s films but I mean cumulative worldwide you know take 29.2 million I mean, that's nearly five times, so it, it definitely did well for a movie that is seen as possibly one of the best screenplays of all time.
2: All I can think about right now is Jack Nicholson as like Obi-Wan Kenobi in Star Wars. Go like, <laughs> you don't need to find Mr. Mulray. I'm looking for <laughs> We don't need to find Mr. <laughs> Mulray. This isn't the car you're looking for. <laughs>
0: This entire movie, after he gets his uh, nostril sliced, I kept on waiting for that moment where uh, somebody would ask him, uh, "Wake up, you know, wake up and smell the roses, Jake," <laughs> and he'd say he'd look at him with his bandage up his nose and just say, "I can't fucking smell right now." I was
2: waiting for someone uh. to like. Hit him again on the nose, uh, like it just makes it, it just, worse. Like the nose continues to just, just deteriorate until it's it's gone by the or end. Or of wasn't the anyone wanting to see? I wanted to
1: see him like somehow have to sneeze
2: in this film. Oh god, and just blood <laughs> everywhere,
1: just just gushing blood. I mean, she even asked him like, "Does it hurt?" Only when I breathe.
0: Uh, but I, I did like the casting for this. Faye Dunaway played the the sort of the perfect you know flapper era nineteen thirties. Uh, you know, Girl with Her Bob Haircut. You had John Huston, the famed director. Right. You had Higgins from Magnum P.I. You had um, James Hong. Yeah, Huyden, the who butler. The I love that James fan. Hong was the butler. That just made me... You wait. <laughs> so I, it did have some good cast. It did.
1: It did. I mean, Faye Dunaway as the kind of like, not Faye, like, femme fatale, but she did have these femme fatale, like, aspects to her. And, I mean, she kept, like, luring you in. She was mysterious, beautiful. And, I mean, it, it embodied everything that the film noir genre is going to be asking for. You have mystery. You have death. You have corruption. You have these... My sister's my daughter! <laughs> my
2: sister's my daughter! My sister! <laughs> my daughter! <laughs> my sister! <laughs> I goddamnly here lost my nose, Hit. and I like Hit her it. her again, I like Sam.
0: breathing through it. <laughs> uh, so, so this, this movie, it has, like, a big reputation. And they do say it's, it's one of the most, you know, perfectly done screenplays. But for me, it seems like there's just these, it's, the movie's peppered with these very odd moments that seem out of place for the caliber of movie that they're trying to make so when he's you know investigating uh you know the land that they're going to be irrigating and he sort of he gets beat up and one of the guys has a crutch right and the fight scenes like the beatings are almost comical yes like it's, it,
1: I almost feel like um, it, it seemed uh, like th- they had the same fight coordinator from
0: Iron Fist. It, it seemed like Benny Hill was just like one step from coming out from behind a tree <laughs> and just doing like the. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> yeah,
1: I, I love that he did. You know, the guy in the orchard just kept smacking him with the crutches, and and it and then like even it's so uncoordinated, but I mean, it also seems very realistic. Like it seems very hectic. He hits his own friend with the crutch, like, twice. I mean, it's very... Like uncoordinated, it didn't seem like it was rehearsed at all a great deal.
0: Yeah, but it, it reminded me of uh, old episodes of um, South Park where somebody would just say, Rabble! Rabble, Rabble! <laughs> <laughs> Cripple D- <fine. laughs> it, it, was, it seemed very off the cuff, and that's not the only example. Is like this movie is peppered with these weird moments, sometimes weird dialogue and scenes that I don't know, you can definitely tell it's a period piece that was done in the 1970s right
1: and i i'm not gonna go on like the record and full-heartedly agree that chinatown is the best screenplay i think it is i think it's a very very good film i think it's
0: well what, what what was your impetus drew what was what what, what was separated, what, what this separated from it, well
1: you know what okay it really mm-hmm. it kind of came down to either chinatown or the maltese falcon and i I really enjoy the Maltese Falcon. However, I had like other ideas for different like black and white films that I was possibly going to do for future genres. And I think Maltese Falcon could fit into a different uh, a different uh, genre if I was having the ability to pick it again. But I, I enjoy Chinatown. And I, I also kind of wanted to give it a second watch. I was just going to say,
2: I- do you enjoy it enough to give it two full watches? Because that was... I'll be honest. That was the uh, the hardest part for me was getting sit down th- for two hours. <laughs> well, tw- yeah, twice. Yeah, no, I I get you. Yeah, the first time you definitely get a lot out of it, and mm-hmm. you're you're not sure where they're going with it half the time, but it's because it's a mystery and you're just kind of well, okay. And that's what's so great about
1: it though because like you as the audience are trying to follow all of these various like little clues and especially if you give it a second watch you know what you're looking for so it's easier to follow this time but the first time watch yeah. through like you're following the mystery of the water you're following the mystery of Evelyn Mulray's husband and then you have Noah Cross and I mean everything is so convoluted and mysterious and it's kind of I mean even tiny little things where you don't know that it's going to be that important in the beginning where like like what 30 minutes maybe 25 minutes into the beginning of the movie you have JJ Giddis like go up to the to the Mulray household and there's the gardener who says like bad for glass. And he's like, yeah, yeah, bad for
0: the glass. Well, and the the story is the the plot, the characters heavily based on uh, Raymond Chandler novels, you know, mm-hmm. the Philip Marlowe sort of detective detective archetype, uh, and that's and that's fine. Um, but what draws me out of this is film noir always just black and white version. And that's not to say that color film noir, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. I I love L.A. Confidential. It's a great film noir movie. You know, that's that's done in color too. Uh, but Raymond Chandler, he, during his career, he would sort of shotgun all of these plot points at you, almost like a, like a plate of spaghetti. And, and he would be happy if he could pull two strands out and, you know, tie them together on the other side. So it didn't really matter to the audience that were reading the books. So some of these plot points are convoluted and over the top, Um you know, the, it's sort of like the gotcha moment that they, they try to pick out at the end.
1: Right, I think there is a good amount of like misdirection and especially the idea of certain plot points. You're right, like they're they're put out there but they're not thoroughly explained. They're not exactly like gone into, especially at the point where, you know, he goes to the old folks home and he looks at the charter of like all the current and or even deceased members or people that, had a, that were uh, patients or even residents of the old folks home. And he's all like, here they are, the, the the people who own the 50,000 acres of land, and they don't even know it. And I, re- I mean, I like that. I thought that was like a really neat thing to like add to the, you know, the depth, the corruption that was going to, but... Like, let's go into it. I mean, why don't they go into a little bit more when this lady, he's, she, uh, Giddes is telling her, like, you're a very rich lady. No, I'm not. No, really, you are. You own a lot of land. What? Th- there should have been, like, a little bit more in-depth for that for me.
2: I agree, like, going into those plots more because they they dip on the whole, like, evil and trust, guilt. Like, I mean, obviously, the water is the big part of, you know, the... Mm-hmm the item that they're talking about, but there's so much like greed involved. And oh, yeah. like that's so this is where I kind of was like, okay, you know what? For a noir time period piece, it delivers on on like what this is. Pacing wise for me, it it felt way too up and down. It was all over the place. Yeah. yeah. Um but again, like if when you when you do that second watch and you're like looking at it as a whole, you realize you know what this is, this is a I understand why everyone else loves it, but it mm, I don't know if it did it for me. I liked it, but it's it has just moments where I'm like, mm, how much how much more of this is going on? But yeah.
1: I I would agree. I think there's moments where, like, it definitely slows down and it's too much of, like, a lull speed. It doesn't give you that, you know, idea of what film noir is, where it's supposed to be giving you, uh, like, various moods of pessimism and uh, what, like, there should be a menacing force. And there is, but it's all in the background. All of it is in the background. The entirety of the fact of, like, water. We're keeping water from, you know, the the various county. We need to revitalize and keep L.A. Like, L.A., this is the heart of the corruption. We don't need another dam. There's already, you know, the petition to go up against it and say, like, this is not happening. I, yeah,
0: the, the story's compelling and all, but it, it feels like, you know, Chinatown, Chinese food. Like, there's usually, like, one or two good local Chinese food places, but this feels like panda express you know there's one in every town everybody's had it at some point point. and if they say do you like chinese food well yeah i liked panda express that's sort of the vibe that i got from this movie it's it's approachable uh and it's good but it's it um i think it's gilded to a certain extent that when you start looking between the lines and scratch at the surface it the movie does have a, a few failings in it i think
2: the, the name of the title chinatown Let's go into Chinatown. Why did they pick that as the title of the movie? Because it's because
1: it's the like mysterious and foggy background that JJ has. You like don't everything know what's is going st- on in Chinatown. Right, and and it's all his past. Like I mean, it's the whole like what's wrong? Nothing. Uh, is it the bad dreams again? Yeah, Chinatown.
0: Do you want to talk about it? No. The Portobello Road of um of L.A. Right,
1: I mean, yeah, from like bed
0: knobs th- and broomsticks, yeah, anything like, and everything. Chapter about is and- uh, sold off by the barrel, of Portobello Road. But
2: having, I feel like having a little bit more influence would have just given a little bit more of found. They're just foundation, like to yeah, understand like why. Just having- right? No, no, no. Yeah, I think I think understanding like JJ's is like background
1: for Chinatown and like why he has such a resentment towards it. Why there is not like even his interaction towards the staff at the Mulray household. Like it's not like a direct racist remark or even like an attitude, but there is. I think a slight resentment towards the individuals. Like, I mean, even him like kind of avoiding the 100% obvious like clue. Like I said, like in the first 25 minutes of the film, like you could solve everything right now when he says, when he says like, Oh, you know, it's bad for glass. Yeah, yeah, back the glass. Like, he doesn't want to see through the thick accent. He doesn't really want to pay much heed to it. He doesn't want to listen to the butler who tells him, like, you stay here. Yeah. And I mean, even when he has to go back later on, like, it, it all does stem from Chinatown and his history therein. So, like, why aren't we given this backstory? But I think it's enough of information for the audience to just understand. We don't need necessarily a recap, but it would have been
0: helpful. I, I think it's gorgeously shot. Uh, the movie very there's much some, so. um, there's some amazing shots i think the costuming the period costuming is unparalleled looks really good everybody you know their their costume fits. all the cars and, like how, and you know jj yeah jj always looked like you know very uh in like flynn <laughs> but i i felt like one of the failings was the dialogue like you with film noir it kind of has that reputation for like the snappy rapid fire dialogue and while i thought you know that Uh, Jack Nicholson still played a great sort of Marlowe detective that he was, it was more of this yawning Jack Nicholson. Like it didn't have that sort of that snap or pop.
2: Is that more New York noir? Like that, like, Hey, yeah, she, what do you say, kid? You know, like, that real...
0: Well, no, no, Marlon Brando, that noir was in L.A. Oh, okay. Or San oh, Francisco. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, yeah, but it... Uh, like, even, like, the receptionist, like, I was waiting for, like, the receptionist with, like, the typically 1930s, 40s <laughs> accent. Oh, Mr. Pillman! Oh, i typing it up right now! You sound like Stewie so <laughs> well. here, young man, if you expect me to take this, I won't! <laughs> <laughs> so, it's...
1: Yeah, I, I think I would have been a little bit interesting to kind of see the, that. the
2: game of thrones in me now that has ruined so much of my life because of game of thrones has now made me want everything to become more, uh, like just uh, epic? M- more epic and like more personal. Like, so when, <laughs> mm. or crap, yeah, well, I, yeah, well, <laughs> from the end, but no, the, yeah, <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah. no, but I kind of wanted one of <laughs> JJ gets, uh, partners like one of his like crew to get killed in this to Mm, like really push him all into it to be like no 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 it's not just about the water like it's personal personal this is is
1: personal i mean jj does care about his crew he does even care about his clients i mean you have um i forget who the the grieving husband is at the beginning of the film Uh, no (laughs) he sounds it sounds like a wounded animal. I mean, and I know Ooh. that he's he's like looking through the pictures of his wife getting it on with another man. You sound like a and China man. Watching, watching him, <laughs> watching him flip through the pictures. My brain immediately shot to Who Framed Roger Rabbit, <laughs> and you can tell, you can tell that Who Framed Roger
0: Rabbit? <laughs> oh, you who you calling a
1: baby? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, here, Roger? Go. Have a drink, thanks. I needed that. You can tell don't you that. You <laughs> know what
0: happens when you laugh too much.
1: <laughs> Who Framed Roger Rabbit definitely, I think, took a good amount of influence from Chinatown, especially for various things and, like, you know. That the- would
0: have been an interesting Ooh, pick. yeah. Not that I'm downing your pick, but I, but, uh, I don't know Rabbit if
1: I would actually have pick. put Who Framed Roger Rabbit as film noir. I think there's film noir aspects for, you know, the detective, and the timing is technically around the right area. Okay Maroon. R.K. Maroon. I, but, man, who from Roger Rabbit? I, I don't know. I wouldn't have picked it for film noir anyway, but, yeah. Yeah. Uh, there are definitely homages and different little, like, hints and uh, winks uh, for Chinatown in Who From Roger Rabbit. I don't think that can be denied.
0: That kind of brings up the other point is, like, film noir, I think, is a, a um, and maybe I'm wrong, it feels like it's a not-often-visited genre anymore. No. So the, the pool of film noir movies is relatively small, and then there's sort of the weird interlopers that are either more parody or... Uh, or you know like who framed roger rabbit has an animated do you answer.
2: think that it's because it's too like it's almost too difficult of like like obviously like, Chinatown like becomes one of the most celebrated films because it it actually does like get up and over the hurdle and pretty well so like it's almost like that high risk high reward no maybe
0: i mean yeah, uh- I could see that. Like, it, sometimes it pays off. Maybe it's very tied to the mood of the person watching it. Right. You know, it's sort of like watching Interstellar or watching About Time. Like, I feel like you need to be in a pretty certain mood. Nobody says, like, we're just going to put on Chinatown. We're just going to watch About Time or uh, Interstellar or something like that.
1: Like, I think that there was a steady progression where it slowly started to kind of die out. Or, and I mean, at least not become as popular As a genre to make anymore. And I think if like anyone's going to take on the risk to or even the chance opportunity to do a film noir film currently now, even like a modern take, I think either there's no gray
2: area. I think it'll either be like a hit or a miss. All I was thinking about was Faye Dunaway's character doing the
0: like, "Don't go, Murph," but like, <laughs> but like, "Don't go, Gitz. <laughs>
2: stay, stay, Gitz." <laughs>
0: I was I was uh, doing my second rewatch earlier in the afternoon, and Anna is over here at the kitchen table where I am now, and uh, I don't know why, but during the the boudoir scene, there was just that one little. Cut and uh, I said, Honey, I think I just saw a Faye Duna Tit. <laughs> Faye
1: Duna Tit, and then you that see she... a full Faye Duna Tit,
0: <laughs> yes, yeah.
1: I, I, yeah. I like that the, the rating for it says brief nudity, and I'm like, What's brief? Are we seeing a side boob? Nope, we see a full <laughs> Faye Dunaway boob, uh,
0: but uh. I did like that John Huston was in this, and uh, apparently. Uh, Jack Nicholson was dating Angelica Houston, uh, John Houston's daughter at the time. So hmm. he said that uh, the most stressful scenes of the movie were were shot with his with John Houston because it sort of adds another layer of tension when uh, you have to shoot a scene with the right. The guy whose daughter you're fucking.
1: Right. And not to mention also being like one of the most famed directors for film noir as well since John Huston directed The Maltese Falcon. And yeah, I, exactly. I, I do also love it the fact... It nice was Yeah, it was. It really was. And honestly, like John Huston was not a bad actor for this role. I thought he did it very well. I love the fact that his name is Noah Cross and the entire corruption of trying to preserve life but also deny it from everybody else is water. So I mean it's it's damn near biblical.
0: I want the only daughter I've got left. As you found out Evelyn was lost to me a long time ago. Who do you blame for that, her? I don't blame myself. See, mister Gibbs, most people never have to face the fact that at the right time and the right place they're capable of everything. Well, and John Houston was one of the uh, the famous uh, directors that went and directed the war movies on the front lines. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's an interesting documentary on Netflix called the Five that came back about the those directors that went out during that time period and uh, shot instructional videos and live on on battle footage for. For uh, you know the Navy and the War Department, hmm. I, I just I was th- it's interesting.
2: Ah, uh, Roman Polanski. Well, I mean Roman Polanski uh, it's has problematic. problematic. <laughs> I mean, with the man, is he playing the man with the knife? Uh, and he's just like, hey, get a cat. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> How old are you? Oh,
1: okay. Oh, <laughs> oh. Let's ignore his, his this this whole like alleged rape that followed his career to this day. He's he's had good work done and I don't think anything was proven with that as well. But we'll never you, you know. didn't pull a
2: Kevin Spacey and just go, "Oh yeah, I may have done it." <laughs> no, <laughs> like, and then And then like, suddenly, Kevin
1: Spacey's like alleged
2: accuser is found dead. Like, way to ruin everything that you've ever done. And I can never watch another Kevin Spacey film without. And there's some good ones too. Goddamn, there's it. some there's,
0: amazing. There's ones. some great
2: ones, but I I also oh. think that you can separate the horrible person
0: from the work that they have done. Yeah, but it, it keens on you sometimes. Like yeah, American American Beauty's up there on the screen. Watch right, me, watch seven. Me. You know what? Not today. Not today. Maybe next time. <laughs> Maybe next time. I'm still bad at you.
1: I mean, if, that, if that's if that's yeah. the case, then like I would love I would love anyone and everyone to stop listening to like any Michael Jackson songs. So
2: well, it's uh it's uh, it's up there. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we really found the chili pepper and the candy <laughs> yeah, yeah we th- did Jeez. <laughs> Okay but I mean like, oh, Roman- We start with film noir and then we get <laughs> <laughs> Okay we get uh, Never Never Land. We
1: get Never Neverland. I mean, if you look at, like, Roman Polanski's work, I think, like, a lot of things have stemmed not only from and even before Chinatown that he's done really, really well. Like, Rosemary's Baby is, like, a damn near perfect movie for horror. It's outstanding. I mean, going on things that I kind of like. I like The Ninth Gate. It's not a great film, but I enjoy it. But then you have things that are really, really neat. With Adrian Brody, you got, like, The Pianist. And then uh, he did a fantastic ad- adaptation of a Broadway play called... Carnage, and that had. Um, I love yeah, that movie. Yeah, Carnage so, is fun. I, mean, I like Carnage. Whether a lot.
0: whether or not the allegations are true, I, I feel like it's there's a a, a tarnished. Oh, there's always going to be a tarnished yeah, thing, anyway. Uh, so I, it was a good movie, but I'm not going to celebrate it. I don't think. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's that's fine.
2: Yeah. <laughs> So that's got to suck to get your nose just sliced sliced open. Not even a nose, just the nostril, the nostril, which it looked so real.
1: And there was like a rumor that followed the movie that Roman Polanski actually had his nose, had Jack's nose really sliced open for the movie.
0: Hello, Claude. Where'd you get the midget? You're a very nosy fellow, kitty cat, huh?
1: You know what happens to nosy fellows? Huh? No? Wanna guess? Huh? No? Okay. They lose their noses.
2: Uh. Uh. Next time you lose the whole thing. Cut it off and feed it to my goldfish.
0: Well, they had good use of gore when Faye Dunaway was shot at the end. Oh yeah, uh, like she was she was like covered, like she was in, covered in fucking. Oh my god! And when her daughter's <laughs> screaming, oh gosh! Oh, yeah. But but that that's another trope. Like it seems like in some of the film noir movies, like there's always like some sort of mentally s- damaged family member <laughs> that they're trying to shield.
1: A screaming little dame. Yeah, I mean. And, and, I mean, yeah. you and you almost wanted to like reach out because as she's like screaming and trying to like you know coddle who she thought was her sister, but then found out was her mother. The dad, de- the the dad, the grandpa, the dad, the dadpa is sister mom. The the sister mom. I'm my own grandpa. Like he's like holding her back and like you know, coddle, almost like you know, embracing her, and you're like. Get away from her, you bitch. Like don't touch Detective, her.
0: Detective, do me a favor and take it. Which him he home. made that threat
1: like before she drove off in the car with, you know, her uh her sister daughter, and he's all like, She's mine. She's mine. Oh my god!
0: Uh, maybe that's another reason why Phil Noir is, is so always some, some sometimes a bitter pill to swallow is the endings are generally not that feel good.
2: Yeah, yeah. cuz they usually have well, yeah, the hero going down and he's
0: not as heroic anymore or the person that they they developed a connection with, you know, they're the one that gets popped off or right you know, the, the the little side character that you fall in love with and you're rooting for ends up being the murderer or something like
2: now, that. Now, yeah, Jerry Goldsmith wins the best original score. Well, he was a nominee and then he gets an award for being Anyways, he was a nominee. Do you think that this was nominee worthy? Like, there's a couple of parts where I was like, you know, there could uh, tap, 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 Jerry, go ahead and play some shit. It's kind of quiet right now, and we need a little something to keep this movie going. I, just, I don't know.
0: In the next scene, I'm going to need you to smoke more aggressively. <laughs>
2: just really <laughs> smoke it. Then, here, have a whole curtain of cigarettes. What? Peter, that's
0: not what this is about.
2: See how you like him? No, but like having it just a little bit more. I think the parts that he did were very noirish and good, but I just caught myself like three or four times going, shouldn't there be like a little bit of background music like, <laughs> <laughs> like something? Could, Come on, could somebody, we- <laughs> somebody throw a
0: pie. <laughs> well, there needs to be there needs to be the Star Wars scroll. There needs to be the Star Wars scroll. <laughs> Could we have another saxophone? A lot of times are tough in Los Angeles County. A hero arises to fight the corruption. I thought you were going to start
2: doing like. I was like, whoa, well, wait. That, <laughs> okay, all right. I'm with you, Jack. I'm with you. <laughs> oh, God, there we go. There we go.
0: Give us a scroll. <laughs>
2: Oh, yeah. But like a lot of this, a lot of the awards came from this, which was I, I get it. I mean, this was it was a good film and obviously took a lot home for its credit. Does this does this have a sequel or anything that like kind of comes? They were going to make a sequel. I, I
1: believe that they were going to make a sequel and it was following Jack or Jake
0: would have would have been called Little Italy, <laughs> Little
2: could this be rebooted and actually like made
0: really good like really like not like good uh, as I, they I, 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 don't, I don't think so i, I uh. just make a whole separate film noir just a whole separate i'm movie. good with that i'm good with that
1: yeah i would i would appreciate like a new a new story new type of corruption, and I i mean, obviously, based off of true experiences that actually took place at the time. So I mean, that's, that's in and of itself. But I mean, if they're going to be trying to do a remake of Chinatown, I don't think that would be appropriate. I don't think it's necessary. Just like Jack said, like start a brand new story. And Start a whole new t- style of corruption. Like, you know, what is, what's going in uh, uh, behind in the shadows? Like, what are they trying to take away? What are they trying to keep from people?
0: But it's 2020, so it'd be called an uh, Asian American town now. Oh, geez. That's very true. Yeah. How'd you get uh, past the guards?
2: Obviously... <laughs> i uh, tell you the truth, I lied a little. I love, like, I do like the little lines like that, but there's not as many as there should be. Uh, and the chi- the Chinaman joke, the, like, the sex joke. Huh.
1: Yeah. It was, it was kind of cringy. I mean, like, I'm sure he, he said it because he was trying to, you know, look, good for his uh his associates and tell a big old joke i mean i more appreciated even like the little scene in the barbershop where you know the guy's commenting on his you know recent uh, livelihood and then like jack's he's getting he's getting all upset and he's getting out of his chair and he's all like hey who is this yahoo is he a regular Uh, customer
2: i I (laughs) do like that where it's just kind (laughs) of like you let this scum in like come on like right
1: it's so like, you know what? I you know what? I do a business for people. They come to me. I don't throw people out of the houses like you do down at the bank. Ever taken a beating with the hot towel, you son of a bitch? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was. It's an interesting thing because, like, you're seeing everything that's happening to him, and he's slowly supposed to be like this. You know, this man of mystery, but people know him as a as a private detective. And I mean, I think that would be kind of the fault to a private detective where if people know who you are, but you're supposed to be like. Sleuthy,
0: it almost is counterintuitive. Yeah, private detective, private dick, but there's another term that they used a lot in the novels, and it was uh, magus. Oh, magus. Yeah, yeah. That, and, you know that's sort of what they do. They go around solving problems, helping people out, okay. getting their nostrils cut open, <laughs> getting their Get them sliced open. open. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, oh, out of the I, way, I, Peck.
2: I, it, the <laughs> 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 Burgle cut! <laughs> Oh, no, Bonko! JJ
0: gets. <laughs> we
2: gathered this water In the forest. <laughs> I'm the city of LA, and all I tell you who gets the water. <laughs> 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 who are you we from? We go <laughs> follow the dry river to Chinatown. <laughs> are, you, are you from the
1: real estate company, the water company? We're not afraid of you. <laughs> He when Bumbo, he called him, he, give me a pack of cigarettes. <laughs> give me a pack of cigarettes. Not a when sister, not a daughter. Not a sister. <laughs> when he says that, he says like, "You don't know anything." Mulray's dead, you dumb Oki. I was like, "Oh, he called <laughs> him an Oki." <laughs> Take that. <laughs> When the guy gets into his face and he says, why don't you pick on someone your own size? I'm looking at the guy with the crutch and the guy who just stepped up. And then you have Jack Nicholson. I'm like, you're about the same height as all three of you. So I don't understand that role, that line. Like, you're not being that intimidating. I do love how the guy in the crutch, though, is obviously not that smart. Where he says, check and see if he has a gun. And he's just, like, emptying his pockets, ripping everything out. <laughs>
0: Open a skin up <laughs> do we uh, so we're gonna shoot the uh, the orchard fight scene next uh, we to do any sort of uh, choreography or run through it a couple times No I'll just say action you just kind of do it right uh, are you sure? <laughs> because it might look like we're just sort of flailing around. <laughs> no, no, it's
1: fine. I'll say action. Wait, Go ahead and what was do it. it. Are we going to tell Mr. Nicholson that we're shooting at him with real bullets? No, no. Let's see him just react to it.
2: What was that? <laughs> on point break? Uh who is it that like showed up late and like wasn't in Oh, the the guy from Red oh, Hot the, Chili Peppers. The, yeah, the guy from the Red Hot
1: Chili He couldn't be bothered to be there for his, like, stunt coordination. <laughs> so
2: so they're like, fine, or you're just, just going to get knocked yeah. out early. Like, why couldn't they just have this <laughs> in the orchard? <laughs> Except no one showed up, obviously. So they're like, all right, well, everyone just has to get knocked out real quick. Uh, or, right. I don't know. I mean, with, it, with as much as Jack Nicholson was,
1: like, heavily breathing in that scene, it seemed like everything was really impromptu. You know, like a, a jacket over the head kind of, like... You know, <laughs> <laughs> like Chokehold and... Where's he at? Where's
0: he at? <laughs> <laughs> Let me add him. Uh, Chinatown. Yeah. Chinatown. Yeah, I know. Chinatown. For a movie about water. <laughs> <or rather> <laughs> <drop>. <laughs> <laughs> Chinatown. Coming to you. Theater.
2: Chinatown 2 uh <laughs> the lake of fire i don't know
1: <laughs> oh, i want to know how long those detectives had been in the house of the fake mrs mulray in the beginning it's of the just film just
0: stand in the bathtub right
1: like <laughs> let's just let's just stand in the bathroom in the dark watch jack like observe the body look at things clearly entering someone's home that is not his and then suddenly they just turn on the light and they're like do you get lost get it's What'd you see?
0: Maybe uh, detectives Parker and Grayson. Uh, maybe they uh, they had a romance. Maybe they and, uh, did. Maybe know, they,
1: know, they did. That,
0: that this you know this is where they could have their time. Oh, and uh, that that was just their cover. Yeah, we saw the whole thing. Yeah, you know what? You, that, how long have you been here?
1: That that would be their cover. <laughs> and that's actually my I think one of my favorite lines in the whole film when the guy looks at Gittis's nose and he's like, "What happened to you?" And he's not like, "Oh, your wife. She closed her low. She closed her legs too quickly." <laughs>
0: <laughs> I thought it was a weird scene when he goes to that. the guy that uh, uh he took the the pictures of of his wife cheating at the beginning. Yeah. Uh, the guy that he gets Curly. to drive them. And like they just nonchalantly have her like standing there with a black very unhappy expression (laughs) on her face and a black (laughs) eye that's just sort of like it was just put out there like how great would it have been if you just said she got her medicine (laughs) if you said yeah have some pasta we talked
2: about it we worked it out like (laughs) 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 Jesus.
0: oh Uh, what
2: happened she doesn't listen oh we we took a swing at things you know and it turns out Gosh. But yeah, this movie obviously does not uh, care about battered women. It just goes, ah, no, no, don't worry about her. No, (laughs) especially especially
1: with like how bad like, you know, Jack Nicholson slaps Faye Dunaway around at the, you know, towards the end where she's like, it's my daughter, my sister, my daughter, just left and right, left and right. I'm like. Holy crap, dude. Like, she's obviously in distress. Like, don't
0: beat the shit out of her. She's trying to tell you. This
2: woman that you care about. She's trying to tell you. He
0: goes and has the guy drive him. Uh, I feel like that's me sneaking over to Nathan's to take him to a Dungeons and Dragons game. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I'm going to need you to drive me over to this Dungeons and Dragons game and maybe stay for a little oh, bit. Oh, sure, sure. Oh, all How right. We oh, eat? I'll tell my wife. No, don't. Maybe not tell your wife. Just uh, yeah. just get in the car. You want to stay for a little Gabagool? No, no. we got to go now. <laughs> we, we, we've got to go now. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but, but bring the gabagool. But bring bring the food. <laughs> <But> bring, <laughs> yeah. but bring the bring gabagool. That. Get two bowls. Two, <laughs> bowls. two <laughs> bowls. Two bowls. <laughs> Nathan, I want that spoon. That spoon's dirty. Get the other one. <laughs> <laughs> bring them all. It doesn't matter. We'll we'll figure it out in the car. <sighs> was it just me, or
1: were was it not explained easily enough with the 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 the, the watches when he? Is getting into his car after he's observing Mr. Yeah, it's Mulray. It's like a
0: little timestamp.
1: Oh, okay. Maybe that's what it is then. Okay, I could. I could. I didn't really like they follow the at watches. At the same
0: time, whichever one's broken is when he left or how long he stayed. You could calculate.
1: Oh, maybe. Okay, I guess. Huh. Hmm. All right then.
0: Segment. 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 <laughs> Segment. <laughs> we'll do it
2: live. <laughs> okay.
1: So the first segment is, you're a nosy little kitty cat. The idea of asking, what has been some type of injury that you have had occur in your life where it was so painful and it left a scar, a noticeable injury that, you know, that people could, like, call attention to?
2: Mm, Um, So I read this and I instantly thought of when I was Three, four years old, and I climbed up on the dresser, uh, on the porcelain knobs, and um, one of them broke, and sliced my foot just with that screw that was just jetting out. Blood was everywhere. My mom just like grabbed me and just rushed me to the car, and we went to the to the hospital. And I got this instead of like stitches, I got this like glue and like wax like all over my oh. foot and so i couldn't go in the wat, like into the And it was summertime the whole like so oh, no. i would go to the pool and i just had this huge like wax glob all over my foot <laughs> and i remember paul would like let me push him into the water i was like oh thanks bud like because <laughs> i can't even get in the water so yeah it- but it was nasty it's a good-sized oh scar, but it's on
0: my foot, so no one sees it. Want to fight about it? <laughs> 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 Patio Caddy Caddyshack manager. That's right, it rhymes. Um, uh, big whoop, what do you want to fight about it? Mine is a injury I got when I was, I think, a junior year at university. And I was living in this little shithole apartment by myself, and I had gone and gotten a big grocery shop. And uh, Jack was not the personal at-home chef that he is now. So we're talking like buns, frozen chicken patties, uh, you know, that sort of thing. And on my way back from the parking lot to go up to the entrance of my apartment building, I passed by a car and the license plate that was affixed to the front of that uh, car uh, had gotten bent out at a 45 degree angle. Mm. Mm. And I walked by... And just walked right through it. Oh, uh, so but to me when it happened, I just sort of registered like, oh, I banged my shin on like the the little plastic housing that you mount the license plate on. Right, like I oh, just I just banged my leg. You know, it's dark out. It was like nine o'clock at night, and it wasn't until my um, Birkenstock slipped off of my right foot oh god because, because it's so much was blood pool of blood <laughs> in the birkenstock oh and then just slop all this blood out in the you know in front of the the door in front of my apartment complex oh no and, uh, ended up having to go to the er and get i think something like um i think Ooh. 20 or 30 stitches because it had laid it had hit my shin bone and then just pulled a, oh. pulled like a Six inch oh, flap of skin. Oh. oh, so you could you could see uh, see the bone for a portion of it. So oh. that uh, that was my uh, my my little thing. I still have the scar. Uh, I could show it to you if you guys were, were here now. <laughs> But it was just sort of one of those like unexpected. What the fuck?
2: Oh like, man!
0: You're just bringing my groceries in, and now I got to spend fucking four hours. I'm not leaving you
2: ER. here. I've got to save you. You already have. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you were right about my Birkenstock. And then, you and, were right. <laughs> and there were
0: people. There are people in the waiting room. Like one girl was there for a pregnancy test Ooh. at the an ER. Another person oh. had like bronchitis, and it's like, why are you at the ER? I got a flap of skin here. I'm all flappy. <laughs> I'm all <chattin'> up. <laughs> you, go to the dollar store. You, go to CVS and get some fucking NyQuil. <laughs> this is
1: not the place for you. <laughs> all right. Oh, yeah,
0: that's my story.
1: <laughs> Mr. Jess, how are you feeling? Well, I felt like I just got hepatitis from sitting in the waiting room. Thank you.
2: <laughs> Drew, what about you?
1: Oh, man. Okay. So my injury was when I was like, I might have been... 12 maybe 13 I was doing some chores for some cash uh over at my neighbor's house and I was um hoeing a bunch of uh weeds out of his flower bed and then putting them into a, a plastic tub and I foolishly of course you know with the mentality of like I'm going to make one one trip why would I make small little trips
0: I had but filled Drew, the tub this is filled way noir. Why are we talking about you out uh, hoeing <laughs> 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 I apologize. <laughs> Dear
1: Lord, please forgive me. <laughs> um, and so I, of course, had like grabbed the tub and it was far too heavy. And I was trying to lift it up and walk at the same time to take it over to the green trash can and dump all the stuff. Unbeknownst, like I do not see anything below the tub. I trip over, not, I trip over like a freshly sharpened, uh, the hula ho that I've been using. It's slices open and kind of like rips off the top of two toes, takes off the toenail and also like ruins a really nice pair of flip-flops that I had on. So. (laughs) (laughs) Ouch. Yeah. Like it just, it just like cut it. It just like cut him like clean off. It was. And I remember just like doing that, like high foot raised walk on the back of the heel across the street, back to my parents' house. And there's just like little trail of blood all the way across the, you know, the, that end of the cul-de-sac. And I'm just like <laughs> standing in the garage and I knock on the door banging and I'm like, we gotta go. We gotta go now. And so, uh, when not only did that have to be treated, but when I got to the hospital, they're like, when was his last tetanus shot? And like, I couldn't remember and my mother couldn't remember. And he's like, all right, you're getting a tetanus shot as well. And Uh-oh. I'm like,
0: thank God. Yeah, this is, this, this is, is all turning into a need. real good day. And you get a shot. And you get a shot. <laughs> <laughs> and you get a shot.
1: <laughs> so, yeah, that was. That was super fun. Well, the next one, and uh, this is probably, I think, going to be my favorite. I'm going to leave the kind of more creative one for last. This is the best dick pic, and this is you hiring a famous or iconic private eye from anywhere in pop culture. Who would it be and why? Jack. well
0: this was this was easy for me um it's going to be uh captain Jean-Luc picard picking or playing dixon hill his uh p.i story the philip marlowe the star trek next generation galaxy not only do i get the the competence of a starship captain but i get a badass detective as well and really anytime you can add more picard to your life you probably should
1: This is true. I'm actually quite envious. I did not think of that at all. And uh, it didn't even occur to me.
0: Those are such great little episodes, too. It is. Just like... They are. It's like a nice pause in the the break and there's always something whacked out that goes on with the uh the uh, hollow suite it's like oh they've become real now the danger that you can get shot (laughs) yeah I, i
1: don't know why i didn't i like i was trying to think of like actual like characters not like another character playing that role but that's that's very clever with it and i love the fact that you went there I chose Nick Valentine from the Fallout New Vegas uh, franchise. And he's the he's the synthetic, the robot uh, who is playing like these, you know, film noir detectives. I mean, like he even has like the the accent of it. He's all like, it's okay, sweetheart. This is what we're going to do. And I, 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 I love the character. I love taking him as a companion in the games. And I mean, what more do you need? Like, He's not going to necessarily die on you. And he's a detective that as long as he can have routine
0: maintenance, much like data, like he'll live forever. He can be a detective. Which fallout forever. was, is that new Vegas?
1: Fa- fallout okay, new yeah. Vegas.
0: And while you're at it, head out to the Caprizi Fob and gather me 10 Gila monster <laughs> skins. <sighs> you are the lone survivor. All right, Nick, only for you though. Only for you.
2: <laughs> so m- my group, uh, it's, it's a small little team because, uh,
1: what the? No, this
2: is not, not a well, team. I, you have Gits as two guys that he works with. And mine's not crazy. It's but not it's not crazy.
0: Like, but it's like hiring the private. Right. Team. Okay, fine. So the, the pro uh, No, there needs to be an 80 mont 80s montage theme of Nathan picking his <laughs> his shop until
2: you drop. need the computer whiz here he is okay so my like actual private investigator the guy that'd be in the field asking the questions of course just one more question it's fucking Columbo, baby so yeah Columbo would be my pi and he'd always be just just one more question but his he's a little bit more tech savvy now he's brought up you know to this time and it, we're actually going to use 1993's Eagle Eye Mysteries for the the PC. Uh, the two kids, the two little gingers that you like have like help you out, and they always say like, "We well, figured it out. Let's check the evidence." Yeah, no, it was a great game. I loved the hell out of it, and they would be working in tandem with Columbo for an unstoppable group. Are you gonna have? Are you gonna have Wishbone oh, come god. in and help you There's solve a, a mystery? Oh my god! I'm a little surprised though. I should have, and I I didn't know why none of us did it. But Grace, Great Mouse Detective? No, I mean, we'd...
1: I do love Basil of Baker Street. I do, 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 do. But he's too small. Uh, he seems not, it's not small. No,
0: no, that's not. No, he's what's the cat's. What's the cat's name? Is it Veronica? I think so.
1: <laughs> I don't is remember that... what the cat's name what, what, is.
0: What, what, but Radigan, huh what's the fat cat from? Uh... <laughs>
1: Oh, <laughs> for Legion! <lead. laughs> all, all I'm, I'm imagining like Radigan, like smooching the baby. Who's my baby?
2: <laughs> uh,
1: so yeah, that would be my group. Uh, yeah, I do love Basil of Baker Street, but no, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have picked Basil. Okay. Touche. All
0: right. I mean, I could have been mine and with uh, Picard. I've got the, uh, was it the two Bob Sequins, the uh, the Clue Juice from South Park. Gotta, gotta oh yeah! Oh, you got a clue. Oh, let me see that clue. <laughs> got a rage.
1: Got a clue. Oh, super clue. Oh, when, you clue said, you. when you said when you said
2: the two, I almost Wrong. thought you were gonna go labyrinth and you were gonna do the uh the like which way uh, to the left? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not right. <laughs> I'm like, wow, that's an interesting pick. Okay. <laughs> do explain but you didn't so <laughs> jokes over nathan drew next segment no. No, yeah, we're on right. to cincinnati
1: if, if i were to have grabbed another one to go uh, to, to go <laughs> along with nick valentine i would have taken data except when he was playing sherlock holmes in the holodeck so i'd have two synthetics Boom. going to town in my detective team <laughs> moriarty moriarty okay so the last segment is the darkness of human nature the outlandish aspects that all these deaths and corruptions is over water it's not it's not too far-fetched but it does take some thought to wrap it around your head taking the ideas and thematic elements of the film noir genre and Chinatown if you were to make a parody or a spoof film noir film what crazy thing would be the central point of your new movie's corruption and why
0: so, drew go ahead
1: Alright, so we are going to take away And I'm starring mm. Nathan As the lead detective what? Because
2: there are no oh. more Q-tips <laughs> In the United States I feel like I would With be the no one Q-tips. I'd be the helpless like woman that's like I need to hire you uh, uh, Wait, I need to find my Q-tips No? No,
1: because you know what Nathan? No, now, <laughs> it's personal <laughs> So there's
2: no more Q-tips
1: in a world where people are constantly needing to be listening to each other. Husbands are finally happy that their ears are filling up and they don't have to hear their wives. It's a balancing act. I'm not gonna that lie. Is this dangerous. is gonna be the
2: shittiest acting job that I've ever done because I'm gonna have to go like method acting with it and not clean my ears
0: <laughs> and not clean out your ears. <laughs> you you need you need Capone <laughs> silk silk underwear. Yep. For it. Yeah, uh, no. Uh, so the intro, the 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 trailer is Nathan tastefully shot, tastefully shot. You know, finishing up a shower, he gets that 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 nice little palm dip of shower water, and then he dries off and goes to put the towel in the corner of his ear, and and it just doesn't fit too well. And then there's like the the no, <laughs> the Q-tips are gone. <laughs> Did they ever exist? I'm going to find California.
2: out. Bakersfield, California, and you're so about I, to I, become I, my <laughs> q and bitch. I don't know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the towels cost too much. Send in the Q-tips.
1: Send in the Q-tips. Nathan's Nathan's just gonna be like uh, like the hovering eyes over like the tip the top of a Q tip is gonna be the cover of the of the movie poster and it's gonna say you know oh, like whoa just the tip
0: okay <laughs> I am skilled in the arts of auditory cleaning war <laughs> and auditory canal <laughs> tactics all
2: right
1: so
0: that's my that's my uh, okay. corruption that's so my star. real quick when I, when I first
2: was reading the segment I read it as the Outlander. <laughs> <laughs> the outlander. <laughs> <laughs> I can't say. Jack, hold on. No, no, hold on. Did you Jack, say the did, outlander? Do you know what, <laughs> Jack, do you know what I'm going to say? <laughs> okay, so the outlandish aspects of all those deaths and corruption is over water. And so I, I read that as all these deaths take place over water. Like... <laughs> <laughs> We're flying. <laughs> a murder over tra- so I'm like, cold water. <laughs> I don't remember anyone Caribbean. dying, like, like off a boat or something. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks, give
0: us your best water deaths. Oh, there I'm you like, go. That in a be movie about this. not that much <laughs> no, water, no. what? What? Do I not remember this movie? <laughs> can you improvise? Do you, do you want to think about it, and no, I'll do mine.
1: No, I think he. Wait, did you did you eventually like come around to understanding? Yeah, the prompt, no, I, I, but I just read with? it
0: at first,
2: and I was like, over water. Wait, what are they? T- what the hell? But yeah, no, I got, uh, it, I got. I it. Okay. Yeah, so I think so, he,
1: I think he understood it.
2: Um, <laughs> so the premise: my old computer and the case of the missing data. So basically, I have my computer that comes in as the uh, the victim and you know i so what what well, seems to be the problem dame and
0: <laughs> i got a bad case of lawn i was trying to take a napster and it wouldn't I work got- it was a Nickelback. Su- it was a Nickelback <laughs> so, yeah. video, but so it you I got in deep with the uh, the Torrens. <laughs> eh,
1: <laughs> you
2: gotta understand. <laughs> yeah. They're located in. They're located in Pirates uh, Bay. Okay, so so the initial the initial suspect that like I'm like for sure who it is is a recent download, and so I'm just like constantly going after like where have you? I'm following it, but it turns out that all along the real villain was a worm that then leads back to a virus. boom, Dude, you're you're making like the Shadowrun yes, yeah. cyber noir. Your character your character
0: is a decker. <laughs> I like it. I like yeah. it. So yeah. So can I see spin
2: on that? Jack. All right.
0: So, um <laughs> take-out containers. <laughs> Okay, that's the commodity takeout container. Because right now, if you think about, we we probably suddenly need millions more takeout containers. Restaurants that would do some side business with takeout—they have to do all their business takeout. So Mm -hmm. it's Mm -hmm. getting yourself a a firm supply of either legal or black market takeout containers, styrofoam, (laughs) the plastic ones, whatever you want. Uh, Turns out that it revolves around a uh, shady black market distribution hub. Hidden in the ceramics or pottery district. Wow. Uh, And this is known locally as Fine Chinatown. Oh, nice. That was good. See what I did there? I see what you did. I see what you did. I like it.
2: (laughs) I'll be here all week. (laughs) Literally. Literally. All (laughs) week. You can't go anywhere else.
0: (laughs) Coronavirus. None. If you can't bring the people (laughs) to food, you bring the food (laughs) to the people. (laughs) My Corona.
1: Well, I believe we need to hear about our Patreon special.
0: So the Patreon uh, special, we're gonna we're gonna do a bye week with uh, asking folks for money. I think uh, I haven't talked to you guys about this yet, but it was an idea that I had kind of stewing around last night while doing Cage Watch. And um, what if uh, you know, for cost, we got gathered some of our our friends and family members, fellow podcasting alumni. And we put on sort of a charity murder mystery over Zoom or or whatever uh, to benefit, uh, you know, drive drive up donations to local food banks for folks that are having a little bit more of a tougher. Oh wow! What do you guys think you. about that? Don't don't you think that would be a kind of an interesting thing? Do like a little hour long program people could watch. We could we could uh, do some little creative writing and, and get some uh, get the community together and maybe you know. Help Drive up some donations. Uh, I think that know, around could around be, the country. be. And a the really real really fun feels idea. hearts grew
2: three times.
0: <laughs> a one, a two, a three.
2: Uh, we did. That's uh, a neat idea. Yeah, I definitely. That's a thought.
0: So, folks, uh, you know, let us know if you'd be interested in collaborating, or if, if you guys are interested, you know, it doesn't have to happen next week, but it uh, could be an interesting little hmm. little project. Yeah, I think I think that well, could the be. Real feels gives really, really back, cool. even though you've never given us
1: millions of your dollars. Like
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: we ask you for thousands and millions of dollars every
2: two weeks. So, Drew, yeah, what man. um, wh- how much did you really rate this? Did you rate this like what kind of scale? Give us your scale. So I mean, always out of a five. Uh, so
0: give it to us raw and wrinkly, Juicy. Stop and go. That's what makes the world go round. A
1: <laughs> I give Chinatown three and a half out of five. No oh, slices. That's bloody. Yeah, that's bloody. I I think it is a I think it's a very good movie. Again, I think it definitely deserves like at least a second rewatch and I think it'll go a lot quicker on the second rewatch. I think if you're if you're not trying to focus on the story at hand, I think if you're trying to like look for little details, maybe some lines that you missed, but I mean, cinematography is done really well. The score is really great. I think that Jack Nicholson does very, very well. John Houston does very well. Faye Dunaway does, you know, an exceptional job. And, you know, even, uh, you know, Hong as the butler.
2: <laughs> it was still him.
1: fun just to look and see him. And you're all like, ah, you have good things coming. <laughs> just, <laughs> just give it a couple of years. you got great things coming. And, you know, other another, uh, you know, you Big may not understand it, China.
2: but your kids are going to love it. Like, <laughs> Yeah, no, you're, you're doing yeah. good, bud. Keep it up. <laughs> Right, yeah, but three, uh, three and a half out of five. I would give it six lungs of salt water out of ten, <laughs> where it's a little <laughs> salty at times <laughs> and and it's a little uh, hard to breathe, but you get through it. It is a good film. I don't know if I would go the to watch as drew is suggesting but it 100 is worth that one-time watch that all the way through experience it you know revel in it like really just take it all in on some of the shots they do some of the outside uh shots are just so so sweeping so yeah yeah it's
1: neat because it since it is like you know la county like a lot of it is really recognizable locations so it's i think that's another thing to kind of take away from it
0: yeah Uh, For me, I'm going to go back to the analogy that uh, this is sort of the the Panda Express of film noir which is fine because Panda Express does a lot of things well they get you a variety of hot food they use fresh ingredients and all this uh, it's a tried and true formula it's, it's crafted well but it's not always executed well so this is one of those big combo meals you know you get your rice your chow mein, and then three sides uh, I'm going to get all five of my items but I'm probably really only going to enjoy two of them <laughs> I think I think that's, that's mine You know, you sort of pick at the walnut shrimp. Uh, Probably not going to actually get the walnut, but it was all right. It was all right.
2: (laughs) I feel like he's making fun of, like, a small-time place, but it's not. It's huge, and, like, (laughs) it's totally warranted. (laughs) Although I love Chinese food. I
0: don't give a shit. I'll eat as much. Oh, Have you you ever seen a film noir? (laughs) Yeah, I saw Chinatown (laughs) once. Boom. (laughs) Oh. Uh, So, Drew, where can people uh, contact us? Find us on the interwebs, uh, leave reviews, uh, download our shit? Well, (laughs) they can download our shit.
1: Um, (laughs) You can find us up on Facebook. Just search for The Real Foes Podcast. If you want to uh, hit us up on Twitter. We are at Real Feels Pod. That is R-E-E-L. And you can search for us also up on Instagram. I constantly promise that I'm going to update Instagram. Maybe one day I'll actually do it. Uh, and as for downloading the show, guys, if you're listening to it, you obviously know where to download our show. But if you have friends out there that don't have Podbean, don't have, you know, Apple I- Podcasts, iTunes, what have you, any other little podcatcher out there, you can pretty much find us. Just search for The Real fills Podcast. And you can always send us an email at Podcast at gmail.com. But Jack, if they want to leave us reviews, they can also go up onto Apple Podcasts. But more
0: importantly, I... The ...want to hear some toosh line, toosh line voicemails. Line. You don't have to go leaping and jumping for the five-star reviews. Just <laughs> give us a two <laughs> well, A wee Toochin'. A tooch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, you can also join me right now. I am uh, 30-odd movies into my Nicholas Cage watch. My Nicolas Cage COVID-19 quarantine mm. cage watch. I still have so many movies to go. He just, so and he just keeps adding to just it. Just Real Feels Podcast. G-I-U-S-T at Real Feels Pod. Yep. And uh, you can come on down and join me with all of the various flavors and textures. And hairline
2: and hairlines of Nicholas Cage. <laughs> the problem is he keeps adding to that list, man. You're never well, gonna yeah. End.
1: That's true. As long as he needs to pay off those castles in England, I mean, he's he's always going to have movies to be added to that list. But guys, you can always find the movies that Jack is watching. He does tag the Real Phil's Podcast Twitter account, so you can always find him there. Jack's watching Nicholas Cage. I myself am making my way through the Friday the Thirteenth franchise. And uh, Nathan, are you watching anything <laughs> right now?
2: I'm like. 7-Eleven. We're not always open, but we're always doing business. (laughs) (laughs) Bullshit, man! You're all murderers! You're all bitches! Uh.
0: (laughs) You think this is gonna bring your downloads back to you? (laughs) Uh, so in uh, two weeks, yeah. we have uh, me doing sword and sorcery genre. So that's uh, next. What's what's down the road after that? After that one, we will be doing war.
2: What, what is, it good for? is it
0: good for? Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely right not <laughs> Say it again. I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking. I I, I, I want to see your pick.
1: Yeah, I think that'll mm-hmm. be. I'm really excited to. Just, to see your pick for that.
0: Show us the
2: picks.
1: <laughs> you know, i I wanted to get uh, a little bit of a different take on some things. So two weeks after that, I'm probably going to bring us our medical genre.
0: We already that's, did Reanimators. So yeah, that's, cool. that's
1: off.
2: That's off. That's it. <laughs>
1: Uh, you know, a lot of these genres that I picked, I could definitely go dark. This is one, I don't think I'm going to go dark. Definitely not going to go dark. For this Come time. to the light. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we thank you for joining us. Please join us in another two weeks time for another movie genre with a different movie chosen by one of our fantastic hosts. We thank you for joining us. And as always, remember, you're the realist.
2: And the feelist. They cut his nose. <laughs> And I like it. I like breathing out of it.
1: Forget about it, Jack. It's real feels, pod. Uh,
2: It's
0: real feels.